Okay, yay. <clears throat> All right, welcome to the ACB family's breakfast. We are going to spend a little time eating because that's the primary function of this activity um, this morning. And we will begin our program. We'll give ourselves about 15 or 20 minutes to uh, eat. And if we're not finished, that's okay. We'll go on and get started with the business so we get it all in by 8.15. Um, at that time, this is a continuing ed session. So at that time, um, I will give the codes for uh, continuing ed because um, as you probably know, the credit cannot be included in the time that you're eating a meal. So um, wanna, again, wanna welcome everyone. We'll go around and find out who all is here. Uh, if I could get a mic runner to take this around and you just, okay, all right. And um, we'll just get your names, please, and tell us where you're from. Here you go. Oh, let me use this one. Yeah. Okay, we'll start here because I'm closest. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I'm Leslie Tom from President, uh, Vice President, I'm sorry, Vice President of Families. I'm Betsy Grinovich from Georgia. Adam Rushable from Louisville. Anthony Akamini from Honolulu. Terry Lynn from Honolulu, Hawaii. Jennifer Holloway. Uh, California. Jason Holloway, California. Riddery Whiting, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Michaela Cole from California. Jeff Tom, Sacramento. Margaret Johnson from Paragold, Arkansas. Fred Shiger, Saratoga Springs here in New York. Bill, Bill Wright, Louisville, Kentucky. Erica Leoshenko, Nanakuli, Hawaii. Ray Campbell, Glenella, Illinois. Karen Campbell, Glenella, Illinois. Cox, Louisville, Kentucky. You got a crew. <laughs> and Carla Rushville, Louisville, Kentucky. And if we have others come in later, we'll try to get them. Oh, is that it? <laughs> Sounds like karaoke was fun. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have breakfast and then we'll begin our program. We're going to begin with our program section, which is about telling our, our stories. And the code for this section is F as in frog, two, B as in boy, E as in echo, and six, the number six. F two B E six, that's the beginning code. A few years ago, we did a program on family trees and genealogy. And that's, that's, um, that's all right. That's, 
it's a lot of fun if you, and um, and you can get a lot of information that way you can find a lot of a lot of information out about your ancestors and so on but the focus of today's program is not on dates and um, you know birth dates marriage dates death dates who was married to whom all that kind of thing it's not on that at all today's focus is about stories now usually when we get into talking about family history um, the first question somebody will ask is well how far back do you have your tree well that's okay and that's wonderful and grand if you can say well I've got information back to 1552. Well, that's just great. That's all right. Um, it's just fine if you find something. I found uh, some information on the Internet, which was about um, my father's surname, uh, back to the family um, in England before William the Conqueror. That doesn't mean I know a whole lot about it. It just means it was interesting and that you, know, you can find out about, the, about that line. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the stories, though. The thing that really makes the family history live. And I've, I really thought a lot about this because my mother was a great storyteller. Now, she, she wasn't a professional storyteller. But I'm going to tell you, I can't tell you how many times we went and played cards with her. And she had all of these stories that she could tell that absolutely would have you in tears because they were so funny. We didn't write those down. And we didn't record them, believe it or not. Adam, with all of his thousands of tapes, does not have those stories recorded. Her story about being at the Kentucky School for the Blind in the 1930s um, and her first boyfriend, uh, because they weren't allowed to talk to the boys, and so they... Uh, communicated with notes around the room and she led him around <laughs> she had notes around this room and the one note would say go check you know somewhere else and they check and at the end the note said dear heart <laughs> had a little heart on it and um, but she got tired of that boyfriend and this, and her story was well I got tired of him so I traded him off to another girl for a candy bar <laughs> okay now I haven't written that story down so if my plane crashes on the way home, you guys are charged with writing down the story, right? <laughs> but it's those kinds of things that kind of make thing, things fun, that bring people to life. If you just know that, you know, your ancestor was born in uh, 1832 and they died in 1890 and they lived in a certain place, that's like thinking of some, something as two-dimensional, but they become real, people become real, and the people who will come after you will think of you as real. You just won't suddenly become a date if you write your stories down. So I want to talk about a couple of things that, um, that you can do and, and suggest that you visit uh, a couple of real interesting pages to, um, to talk, to find out just discover how interesting you are. Everybody has stories to tell. Every single one of us. 
whether you think you're a boring person or you're a great entertainer or anywhere in between, we all have stories. We started doing some stories in our roundabouts, our chapter activities, and about once a month, we have a topic and we tell stories. And at the last one, I think, Bill Wright, was it at the last one you told the story about your dog? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a great story. It was about this, you know, how this, the, the whole thing at the end, you know, something had happened and the dog was looking at people and it was like his eyes were, was laughing at them. Yeah. I mean... The, the dog had, had a bright face and like green eyes and like, yeah. yes. it, it, it do, it misbehaving. Yes. And the eyes would like shine. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and so it was, it was a great story. I mean, and, and we'll have a topic and um, we will ask people to share stories on that topic and you would be amazed at how different those stories are. And we just open the floor up and say, all right, we want to hear stories. And we'll have eight or ten people share stories. Um, and and it's, it's just really interesting because we each come from so many different backgrounds. Even if we think they're similar, we, we all are so different. So whether it be in your chapter or whether it be just at home or among your, your family or friends. Um, let's talk about ways that you can find to share your stories. And you can record them. You can write them down on paper. Uh, you, can, um, you can put them into a computer. It, it doesn't matter what your means of keeping up with them are. And in some, some cases... It would be very cool if you had something like an ancestry account or um, a, a family tree on at MyHeritage or FamilySearch or any of those sites and put some stories there. Um, because uh, other people, other distant cousins who don't even know you will enjoy your stories. And, and they can find those stories uh, if, if they have a, a tree that has some uh, people on it that are also on your tree, uh, they can find those stories and see those stories. And it's so great. This morning, just in looking at stories on my mother's line, I discovered some new ancestors just because somebody had posted a message and said, so-and-so is my my relative, and they like this and that and the other, and the, their grandfather was it. And I didn't know that about anything about that line. So now I've got a new line to research. So to get started, you're saying, well, okay, so how do I begin? There's a great, there's a couple of great pages on familysearch.org that are really cool. One is 18 tips for telling your story, um, and it has 2018 in it. So if you just do a search for... 18 tips um, and, and put 2018, the page will pop up. And it has these different suggestions for how you can get started and how then you can continue down that road. One of those tips I think is really, really neat, especially if you don't think you have any stories to tell. And it says to create 
a notebook. Now, if you don't want to do a notebook, that's all right. You can do it in a file. But a notebook is very neat because it makes it tangible. And so you get a binder and you make a page. You put in a blank page for each year of your life. Now, some of us all have a whole lot of pages in there. <laughs> and some of us won't have so many. But start with the year you were born. And you're saying, but I don't know anything about the year. You know, I, I don't have any stories that I remember from the year I was born. But you know where you were born and you know where you lived and all that stuff. And you'd be amazed at what you wind up with on that page. So we're going to have a page for every year of your life. And you just put the, at first just put the number at the top of the page, the year. And then take another page and put a number at the top and do this for every year. And you might need to insert some blank pages in there too because some years are going to be very busy. Now, you're not going to write stories on these pages. This is going to be, this is going to create an outline, a timeline of your life. And so on the page for 1980, um, you're going to put the significant things that happened that year. You're not going to write a big lot of stuff about it, but you're going to say, moved into a new house or um, went to a new school or got a new job or got fired from my job <laughs> or got married or got divorced or, you know, whatever, whatever. Whatever are the big, significant events of that year. You're going to do that for every year. Now, you don't have to make that an assignment that has to be done within three days. But do give yourself some structure so that it's not like me. I started mine, and I got all my, I got all my years in there. And I've got some of my outline done, but that was back in February, and I'm still doing it. But that's okay. A lot of things happen. You know, um, life gets in the way, as, as Deanna, a friend of mine, says. Well, life got in the way, and uh, part of that was called ACB. <laughs> but, but, uh, but you have to add to that. And so what's the purpose? It's just, you say, well, it's just notes. I know when I moved into a new house, you're thinking. But if something happens to you, and, and somebody comes along, and they find this notebook, they may not know when you moved into the new house, they might not, might not even know where you lived before you got in that new house. So this is a way to create quickly a timeline of your life and its significant events. Because sometime, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, somebody's going to want to know more about you. And, and, you know, you might not be around to tell them. Then again, you might. But... But, you know, you're going to put down what you want them to know because <laughs> you might want to leave some things out. <laughs> That's up to you, too. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, so you have those dates. Now let's talk about telling the stories. Well, you know, when you're in school, they, the teacher gives you writing prompts, and they want you to write a story. We had a teacher, back when we were in school, they called them themes, and you had to write one every week. And we got to pick the topic one week, and the next week the teacher gave us a topic. And this went on for all four years of high school. And we thought it was silly, but when we got out of school, boy, did we know how to write. 
Is it had to be 150 pages, 150 words cranked out every week. And, um, but it was really good. I mean, after we got out of school, she was right. She, she told us we'd appreciate her someday. And we did. <laughs> someday. Um, so, but these are writing prompts. You can view them that way. You can come back and you can pick one. Today, you might feel like talking about, um, you know, that, that you might talk about describing that house. And so you might just write a story about this house or the first house you lived in or um, your first room. What was your room like when you were a kid? You might want to write about your first best friend or the new kid that came to school in the fifth grade that became your best friend forever, you know, the BFF today. Well, you know, we've all had those in the past, but they weren't always called that. Um, so you're going to pick that and write that story. Now, that story doesn't go in this outline. That story can go in another book or in another file or whatever. But you write stories about yourself, and pretty soon you're also including your brothers or sisters or your mother or your father. When aunts and uncles came to visit, that uncle that was just great when you were a little kid and get down on the floor and let you, you know, turn flips over his back or something... You know, you're going to write about him because I had an uncle like that. And people know that, you know, he was an occupational therapist at Cincinnati uh, Veterans Hospital. But how boring is that? But it was really fun to know that he, you know, they didn't have any, any kids of his own, but he loved little kids and he'd get down on the floor and play games and all that. I mean, that makes him a real person, right? So you're going to write about whatever it is that you feel like telling about today. And it doesn't have to be a final product because next month you might think of something else and you might go stick it in on that page and a little more detail. Um, so there are 18 different tips on this page on Family Search that give you ideas on how to write your story. There's another great page that's called 52 Stories. And that can be for individuals or it can be for your family. I happen to like the individual page because if I'm working on this by myself, it's really, um, I don't have to modify, I'm kind of lazy, and I don't have to modify those 52 family prompts. Um, that would be a real chore for me to get my family together to do anything because, you know, we don't, uh, my cousins, I, I never talk to my cousins. <laughs> they don't talk to me either. So uh, I guess they're afraid I'll tell stories about them or something. <laughs> that's, a story. that's a story you can put on your page. Right? That's right. That's a story in itself. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't want to know about my cousins. Um, but, uh, but, you know, you write about, you, you can go to that um, the page, do a search for 52 stories, and it's on Family Search. And you don't have to do all of them, but if you write, the whole idea is if you write just one story, and that story might only be a paragraph or two paragraphs, or it might be two or three pages, but if you write one a week, at the end of a year, you've got 52 stories about your life. If you started that today, next year, when we are in, Ray, is it Schaumburg or Chicago? <laughs> when we are in 
I'm going to say Chicago. Uh, when we are there, you would have 52 stories about yourself, 52 glimpses of your life that today are not written down. Now, how cool is that? And if you did that for another year and, and came to Phoenix, there'd be 104 glimpses of your life. And some of those glimpses are going to be appropriate to put up on Ancestry or somewhere else. And just think, uh, other people will know about you. Now, how can that apply? Well, we're always talking about telling others about blind people. Telling them about the things we can do, right? Well, we can use this as an opportunity to do that. Um, Ray over there can talk about, uh, he can write stories, I'll bet good ones, about the different jobs or the education or wh how he got where he is today. Yes. Now, I wouldn't have thought, Ray, about you out slopping the pigs. But... <laughs> But I, th but there, but how, what interesting, what a great way to quote educate all of these other people about what a blind person can do. Okay, so you know what would be really cool, Ray is if you took that story, do you have a family tree by any chance on Ancestry? I don't know. I... Okay, so you can go and open an account on there. Now, it, to be able to upload stories and stuff, <clears throat> it's going to cost you a little money, but that won't hurt. You won't miss it. <laughs> and, uh, but really, you can post that on there, and then other people, other people that are not in our community, sighted people, Initially sighted people who, are, who would, you would probably know, but eventually people who are um, distant relatives can see that story, and it is really cool. Um, I found a story, two stories, on my mother's line. Um, one was on the Macintosh line, and it's about um, a, an election day massacre that happened in 1923 um, in, in what's called, in Breathitt County in Kentucky, it's called Bloody Breathitt, uh, and it's for a reason, and that's because about six or seven people got shot that day at the polls, and, um, but there were stories about that all over the country. Papers picked up on that all over the place, and if you'd lived back in 1923, you'd say, oh, everybody knows about that, but in 2019, not so many people know about that. But those articles are now posted as stories, and I was able to get a copy of that and attach it to my family tree. That's significant for me because some of those people who were shot were my cousins. <laughs> well, not those. <laughs> Not those. <laughs> the, uh, the other story that I found were um, on the Fugit line. And we had somebody in one of these sessions one year that was a Fugit. And it's on the Blue Fugits. Anybody ever heard of Blue Fugits? No. 
Well, there's this story that there's a race of blue people in Kentucky. You name it, we got it. So, so blue people. And uh, they're supposed... I thought those were miserable Wildcat fans after they lost. <laughs> no, actually, they were pretty happy, Ray, usually. <laughs> but the blue fugits, there's a story that, that I just found. They're really true. This is a true story. Um, they, they came from Maryland. Um, they initially came from France. And they came from Maryland, and they immigrated into the mountains of eastern Kentucky. And um, the, uh, the original person was married a smith. And, um, and they, had, they each just happened to have this recessive gene, a really rare gene, that produced uh, the babies looked blue. And, uh, and that, so there's this story about them. And because they were so isolated in a place called Troublesome Creek, then, <laughs> then that was handed down for a couple of hundred years. And the last of them just died out a few years ago. So, I know, isn't that a shame? They'll probably show up again at some point, you know. But, but how interesting. And I'd always heard about the Blue Fugits, but now I found... And I don't know whether it's totally accurate or not, but, but I found a good story about that on Ancestry. That's where I found that story. So, you know, that, and that's, that spans almost 200 years of history um, from the time they initially came into Kentucky to when they died out. So there's all kinds of possibilities. There's all kinds of things that you can do with the stories. And if you just take one thing with you today, and that is a desire to just begin, begin somewhere, even if you begin with telling about a fun time, um, a particular Halloween that you remember when you went trick-or-treating and it was very cool <clears throat> because you had somebody that gave you bags and bags of goodies or a good Christmas or <clears throat> As your first house. You know, I, I saw that one and I thought, everybody knows what your first house is like. And I got to thinking, no, they don't. And because the first house I remember isn't there anymore. And, and I'll bet it with a lot of you, it could be the same way. Or maybe it doesn't look the same today. And people don't know. Natalie Couch, um, when she first moved to Kentucky used to be Natalie Byers, um, she was playing cards with, with us one day, and she said, you know, I'd really like to know what it was like back in the 50s. <laughs> and I'm going, uh, well, at first I said, well, you know, it wasn't all that different. Then I got to thinking, that was before microwaves. <laughs> it was before computers. No answer machine. No any key. <laughs> and it was before... That's right. And so you just, yes. So how many people, how many people do not know what life was like when you were a kid? And, you know, a person born in the 1980s, to them, the 1960s, when we were all singing folk songs and all that stuff, I mean, that's ancient history. When, if a person was, my grandson, Justin, was born in 1998. 
Um, my grandson David was born in 2004. We go up to visit David and he says, I understand. This is a very serious child, okay? He says, I understand that there used to be something called a floppy disk. <laughs> and, and I said, well, yes, and it was this big. And he said, it must have held a lot of information. <laughs> and when I told him how much it held, he just, he couldn't believe it. He came to visit, and we said, David, would you like to go see what a reel-to-reel -reel tape recorder looks like? Oh, yes. He, he comes to our house, and it's like going to a museum. <laughs> so tell your stories. <laughs> so tell your stories. Um, remember that people will be interested. You are an interesting person, and the only person who can tell your stories and truly tell the story of you is you. So don't let every, don't, don't, don't make it impossible for other people to not know all those stories. Start putting a few things down and compiling those thoughts. And if you're a real uh, orderly person, then make a plan and make a list and follow it. And if you're not so orderly, go ahead and make that notebook with that little notes about your life and then pick those things that you want to write about when you get up this morning and make a few little notes and, and, and tell a few stories and just know how interesting you really are. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, if anybody goes to the dinosaur barbecue place here in town, uh, just inside the Door, Excuse me. In a little waiting area, uh, on the wall, there is a payphone. <laughs> a what? No. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Let me have the mic. Let me have the mic. Okay, hold on. Patty wants to tell us something. Yeah, you know, I was actually, when I was listening to the hotel, I was like, okay, we got On the second floor, right by the restroom. Yes. There are a bank of payphones. There are payphones all around this city. <laughs> all right. Let me give this ending code because we got some business we have to do. And I talked longer than I should have, but is that unusual? Okay. All right. Patty is going to come around and hand you a door prize ticket. We have some very neat door prizes. Um, the ending CEC code is 86940. 86940. All right. While that is happening, I want to give you a very brief review of what we've done or what our plans are coming up. Families this year has had a um, meeting or um, something where we've done some business on the call uh, the second Sunday of each month. And on the fourth Sunday, we have had open calls that we call a support group a family support group. And we've had as many as 20 people on that call, as few as four or five. And we usually have an open topic. In July, coming up, we will not have our second Sunday meeting because that's this next Sunday when we're all getting home and we'll still be in recovery. Um, but at the end of July, the last Sunday in July, we are going to have a speaker, and it is going to be an attorney um, that 
we know in Louisville, Oliver Barber, and he's going to be talking about wills and trusts and answering questions basically about wills and the importance of them. But it will be at 9 o'clock Eastern on that evening, and everyone is invited to participate. Watch the list for the announcement. We'll have the phone number out there. And, and whether you're a member of families or not, you are welcome to attend those sessions. Um, the, uh, some of the other things that we've done this last January, we usually have a call on financial things in January. We had an Ameriprise speaker in January, and he was very good about investing and so on. Um, we usually have some other lighter topics during the year. We also uh, have a membership drive in the fall, and uh, at that membership drive, anybody who pays dues for the next year, and that begins with this convention, is entered into a drawing for gift cards. And last year, we gave away, um, we gave away three gift cards, two $50 cards and a $25 card. And that's uh, done right before Christmas. So um, those dues are usually, the closing date for that is usually the end of October. Families dues are $8 a year. And we welcome new members. A few years ago, we only had about 15 members. And today, we have over 70. So we are a growing affiliate. And we would like to grow a whole lot more. It would be very good. We've had, we have three votes this year on the floor. We'd love to get above 88 next year, so we'd have four. So um, it, we, we always welcome new members. And if you're already a member, if you go out and recruit another member pretty soon, we'll make that four and pass it by and be heading on toward five. Um, I'd like to ask Adam to give us a very, very quick treasurer's report because we've got to have an election, and it's about 10 after 8. So oh, here you go. Okay, we basically have two uh, accounts. We have a checking account and our balance at the end of June, which is the second quarter, was 4413 and was it $0.49? $0.41. $0.41. So again, that's 4413.41. And then we also have our reserves uh, in uh, Edward Jones' account. And uh, at the end of June, that was $14,099. And uh, we've had that account for about seven years. And it, over that seven years, it's grown by about 8% uh, per year. So that, that's pretty good, I think. And uh, as part of that, too, we have an annuity where we get uh, $36.91 each month. And that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but over a year, that's, you know, over $400. So um, that, that definitely helps us out. So the total of our two accounts is $18,512.41. And so, Madam President, that's our report. Okay, thank you, Adam. Um, we need to elect the, a board this year. We Our uh, terms are just one year. And so um, we will have, we don't have a formal nominating committee. Um, we do know 
that Ron Brooks and Lisa Brooks, who have been on the board for a long time, are not seeking um, re-election. Ron was the director and Lisa was the secretary. And um, uh, other than that, I think the other members of the board are willing to serve again. Uh, but we're going to open the floor for nominations and the office of president will be the first. So are there nominations for the president? Who's she? All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, nominations do not require a second. So that was Anthony. Is that Anthony Akamini? Okay. All right. Any other nominations? Uh, Leslie, can I have you do this? Any other nominations for the office of president? Okay. Here you go, Leslie. I'll hand you the mic. Okay. Um, just one more time. Any other nominations? Okay. Then I'd like to hear a motion to accept Carla as a president of families um, by acclamation. Okay. And who was that? Jason. Oh, Jason. Okay. Okay. And um, I forgot. Oh, okay. So, all those in favor, say aye. Aye. And opposed, abstentions. Okay, Carla, for you. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. The office of vice president is currently filled by Leslie Tom. Do I hear nominations for the office of vice president? I bet you had. I bet she told you you better do that, right? <laughs> uh, Jeff, Jeff Tom nominates Leslie. Uh, do I hear other nominations for the office of vice president? Any other nominations? A third time. Any other nominations for the office of vice president? Okay. Elected by acclamation. Okay, Patty Cox has moved that nomination cease and that Leslie Tom be elected by acclamation. Do I hear a second? A second by? No, someone else seconded. Oh, Leslie, okay. Seconded by Leslie, all right. <laughs> I thought, Leslie, it didn't sound like Leslie the second time around. All right, um, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Any opposed? All right, thank you. Now we come to the office of secretary. That office is, um, uh, Lisa Brooks was the secretary and did a fantastic job, but she's not running for secretary again. The floor is open for nominations for the office of secretary. Do I hear any nominations? Adam nominates Betsy for secretary. Adam uh, nominates Betsy Grinovich for secretary. Uh, do I hear any other nominations for secretary? Any other nominations for secretary? <laughs> any, other, any other nominations for secretary? Do I hear a motion that, that nominations cease? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Is that Leslie? Okay. Leslie moves that nominations cease and that, Les and that Betsy be elected by acclamation. Uh, do I hear a second? Second by Patty. All those in favor signify by saying aye. <laughs> any opposed? All right. Congratulations, Betsy. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, we moved to the Office of Treasurer that's currently held by Adam Rushevel. The floor is open for nominations for the Office of Treasurer. Oh, <laughs> Jeff nominates Adam. Do I uh, hear any other nominations for Treasurer? Any other nominations for the Office of Treasurer? Any other nominations? All right. Do I hear a motion that nomination cease and Adam be elected by acclamation? Patty and seconded by Bill Wright. All right. All those in favor signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? All right. Now we move to the Office of Director. We currently have one director that um, has been on the board this last year, and that's Anthony Accomini, and Ron Brooks was the other director, and he is not seeking uh, re-election to um, the office of director. So um, we'll take one, we'll have the, we'll, we will uh, handle both uh, directors separately. So uh, we'll have the first director seat, and do I hear nominations for the Office of Director? Okay, is that Terry Lynn? Okay, Terry Lynn Higashi um, nominates Anthony for the Office of Director. Um, do I hear other nominations? <coughs> Any other nominations? Any other nominations for the Office of Director? Do I hear a motion that nomination cease and Anthony be elected by acclamation? So who was the first person? Who? Leslie? Okay, Leslie moves and Patty seconds that the nominations be, that nominations cease and Anthony be elected by acclamation. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right, and now we have another director seat. Do I hear a nomination from the floor? A nomination from all of Okay, all right. Jeff has nominated Jennifer Holloway, and you will, you will, okay. I assume then you will accept, right? <laughs> All right. Any other nominations from the floor? Any other nominations from the floor? Any other nominations from the floor? Do I hear a motion to close nominations and to elect Jennifer by acclamation? Patty. Patty and Leslie have this thing going over here. <laughs> Patty moves and Leslie seconds this time that nomination cease and Jennifer be elected by acclamation. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right. Congratulations, Jennifer. All right. Okay. Any other business that needs to come before us? We're going to have some door prizes. Um, but any other old or new business that anyone would like to bring up? Yes, absolutely. Bingo tonight at 7.15, and it's in Regency A and B. Um, let's draw for a door prize. Patty, you have the tickets there. Yeah, how many are we doing? Uh, we're doing the five. The first prize, the first, the first door prize. Okay. The. The first door prize that we're going to draw for is a $15 McDonald's card from, donated by Leslie Tom. All right, and that one goes to this ticket I'm picking up here. Number 50. Okay, someone Which you're going to... should be around... Because we're 51, 
first. Oh no, it was the lady that Yeah, we had a little lady here, she left. She left, so she lost it. Okay, draw again. Hang on. Yeah. I'll go back to the pool. Okay, we're going to do this one. Kayla needs a number. Oh, okay. She's like this. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hurry. Come on, Did hurry. Did she get one? No. 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 no, because she left. No, no this other girl, other still here. Still here needs a ticket. Oh. Okay, I tossed that one up. What about in my pile and I Hmm? Everyone who was here got Okay. Mom, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to move. Okay. So number forty five. Fifty was not here. They, you have to be here. Who won it? Okay. All right. On the next one. Good. All right. The next prize is a Ryzen talking time. Is that what that is? Yeah. It's a talking a talking timer, and this was donated by Connie Giacomini. And that goes to number fifty-four. Fifty-four. Okay. So that's it. Let's see. Fred and Margaret. <laughs> Bill Wright. Okay. Bill Wright has the talking timer. Okay. The next prize is going to be a $20 mini mall gift card donated by Adam and, and me. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. All right. All right. What's the number to win the mini mall gift card? It's a $20 mini mall gift card. Number 60. Number 60. Leslie Tom, all right, okay. And the next prize is a um, kitchen, like a towel set with um, uh, coasters and um, you know, several things in the bag, and they are beautiful. They are from Hawaii, and they were donated by Terry, Terry Lynn, and Anthony. Okay. And who wins that? 62? Maybe it's Betsy. It's somebody at our table. And I will tell you, the next prize is going to be... Oh, it is? I think so. Oh. Cool, right here. Okay. Okay. It is you, 62. All right. Yay. All right. And the last prize is <clears throat> also donated by uh, Terry and uh, Anthony, and it is a um, Hawaiian quilt. That's, and it's a... Number 51. Yes. Who gets the Hawaiian quilt? Jeff got it. All right. Okay, 
So thank you all for coming to the breakfast. We hope we see all of you tonight at Bingo. And we lo we'd love to have all of you um, be on the calls with us. If you would like to pay dues for families, um, we can accept them right up this way in the front uh, left-hand corner of the room. And uh, so uh, and we can take cash or I can um, take your credit card down and run it later. So uh, we'd love to have you. Thank you.